0: Thank you, Einstein, Sammy, for reading our lessons today. From the earliest times, it's clear that to be a Christian was to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Time after time in the Acts of the Apostles, the Holy Spirit falls upon those who desire Christ. And very often, in relation to their being baptised, just as we've heard read in our reading from Acts 10. In fact, so normal is the expectation that believers in Christ will be filled with the Spirit, that that when that doesn't happen, it's unusual. So, when Paul comes across some believers in Ephesus in Acts 19, he says to them, "'Were you baptized with the Holy Spirit when you believed?' And they turn round to him and say, no, we haven't even heard there is such a thing as the Holy Spirit. On hearing this, Paul baptizes them in the name of Christ, lays his hands upon them, and we read that passage in Acts that occurs time after time, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And intriguingly, when Paul writes to that same Christian group of believers in Ephesus, He writes in chapter five, be filled with the spirit. I became a Christian in the early 1970s and my early life in Christ was spent with a Christianity very profoundly shaped by what we then called charismatic Christianity. Now charismatic renewal didn't get everything right but it did get one thing very, very right. It reminded people of a Christianity that had become essentially Holy Spirit light. A practical Christianity that focused on the nature of God the Father and very much on Jesus the Son, but actually very little on the Holy Spirit. At its best, Charismatic renewal reminded us that normal Christianity rather than abnormal Christianity or extra-blessed Christianity is a faith filled and fueled and emboldened and enabled and strengthened and sustained by the Holy Spirit of God. So this morning, though it's not Pentecost, I want to talk about being filled with God's Holy Spirit. If you like, I want to talk about normal Christian life. And I want to start curiously with a negative question or actually a series of negative questions simply because it's my experience that that's where many of us actually are in relation to God's Holy Spirit. And the negative question I start with is this. Why are we not filled with the Holy Spirit? And one key reason why very many of us are not filled with the Holy Spirit is because we're already full of stuff as it is. Junk mainly, like my loft at home, like my back office in the corner there. It's already stuffed full with things actually that I don't need mostly. And I'm persuading Ollie and myself to give us the requisite five months to get it sorted out. To ask God to fill us with the Holy Spirit would result in the same response I give anybody who wants to put more stuff in my back office. You're going to have to get rid of some of the stuff in there before you put anything more in. The early Christians, the Christians of the second and third century particularly, recognized this common reality in human beings that they were full of junk. In ancient catechesis, a word which means teaching, the teaching that went with an adult seeking to follow Christ prior to being baptized as a believer, consisted of all sorts of things, including things that we might gently call exorcisms whereas you were asked to identify each bit of your life and your living of life, its practices, its morals, its relationships, and week by week and month by month, everything that was identified as not being of God was removed by prayer and the laying on of hands Things were taken out and sometimes removed from your life in the power of prayer, and then so that you weren't then stuffed full of more junk, like the woman from who, who is delivered from one evil spirit and then seven come and take the place, they breathed and prayed the Holy Spirit of God into notionally the space within you that they just created. I mean, it's hardly surprising when you think of it. An adult human is full of all sorts of junk. It's accumulated over the years, and this and that, and that practice, and this sin, and this propensity, and that weakness. And into these spaces, if we are to be filled with the Holy Spirit, something needs to give. Gradually, therefore, week by week, month by month, these trainee disciples in the early church became progressively emptied of more and more junk and filled with more and more of the Holy Spirit in the space that's left. And some of the early church leaders, some of those lofty early saints who write all sorts of literature that people like your superintendent minister just dote on, they described this process in a very modern image. They said, it's moving from darkness to light. They didn't have them in the early church, but it was sort of like a spiritual dimmer switch being slowly but surely switched up and switched up and switched up until the whole of a person's life was filled with light rather than with darkness. Darkness. And on the morning of Easter, when they took their place, just as four little children have taken their place this morning, they declared themselves to be children of light, filled with the Holy Spirit. One reason why some of us are not filled with the Spirit today is that we're full of junk. There ain't no room just at the moment. But a second reason why we're not filled with the Holy Spirit, and therefore trying to live the Christian life without the necessary power to do so, is that deep down, we're scared. I don't want to be possessed, we say, and who would? Some of us are like a person who doesn't drink alcohol very much at all, not because they don't like it, but because they, quote, don't like losing control, end quote, Language, old-fashioned language of the Holy Ghost, doesn't do us a lot of favours in this respect. This very week, millions more people will celebrate Halloween as a festival of ghosts, ghouls and paranormal activity, rather than as the remembering of the saints of God, effectively the people we think of who are most filled with the Holy Spirit. I heard of one family who've booked a cottage in the middle of nowhere so that as parents, they can, quote, treat, end quote, their young daughters to a proper Halloween experience by which they mean that they will stay up most of the night in a strange house and frighten each other to death. Oh, it's all good fun, you just say to me. And much of it is. But all the same, in this modern, sophisticated, advanced, unbelieving society, ha-ha, there's many a person who is just scared to death about spirit talk. I was there myself once, won't go into great detail, haven't got time, but at a peculiarly bad time in my life when somebody I loved died, many of you have been there as a young man I went through several years probably two or three years of being totally unable to sing a song that I'm going to invite you to sing at the end of this sermon the song was spirit of the living God fall afresh on me because in my sense of bereavement i had in my mind somehow that if i prayed to god break me god would take me further than i was able to go and i couldn't see at that particular time that the co- that the sentence is break me comma mold me comma shape me comma fill me full stop And I believed, wrongly as it turned out, that what God would just do was hear me sing, break me, and nothing after it. During that time of my life, your superintendent minister was effectively scared of the Holy Spirit. So it's absolutely vital to realise this, whoever we are. That being filled with the Holy Spirit of God is nothing like being frightened or even possessed by evil or an evil force. To be filled with God's Holy Spirit is to be filled with the presence and nature of a God who is love. So we talk about the Holy Spirit of God in terms of anointing, an anointing which enriches and enables and gives us courage or boldness either to do something we couldn't do on our own or being given the strength to walk through circumstances that, if we're honest, we would never be able to walk through in our own strengths. That's not possession. It's blessing. We sing this hymn sometimes. Take my talents, take my skills, take what's yet to be. Let my life be yours and yet, let it still be me. Yes, always, because God doesn't want you obliterated. God wants you made holy and complete. An image, a recognisable image of Christ in you, the hope of glory. But one reason why we are not filled with the Spirit is that we are scared. And there's no need to be scared because by God's goodness we are not taken faster than we can go. Though sometimes that is faster than we think we can go. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of love. And perfect love casts out fear. The third question I want to ask is this. Why be being filled? No, it's not a typo that missed the scrutineers and the proofreaders. It's be being filled because that's a good English way of illustrating what the text in Koine Greek, in New Testament Greek, generally means. You see, be filled with the Spirit is not a one-off event. It's an ongoing, continuing event. Therefore, it's not be filled, full stop. It's be being filled. A car battery is a good example. It only recharges by being run you leave your car on the drive especially in the weather we've had over the last couple of days save petrol and mileage all you like leave it there for a few months then get in it and see how good your battery is christians who are not using god's power and resources for the purposes for which god gives them which is for the building up of themselves and very often the benefit of other people Grace gifts for others. So we need to go on be being filled. Because giving out as much as taking in, not running idle but being used, is the image that we must take to ourselves. So the more active we are in spiritual terms of prayer and mission and good deeds and good works and Christ-like behaviour, the more being, being filled we need to be. Some of the most wonderful godly disciples I know are always the first in the queue when it comes to receiving more of God. Not to store away God's spirit in the temple of our bodies and say, well, we are rather... We are rather holy, aren't we? But rather to have the power to live out our Christian lives in God's power, not our own. Early Methodists were said to be greedy for grace. Effectively, what they were saying was, give me more of God. And it's possibly one of the few things that it's right to be greedy for. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Japanese and Chinese tea sets are very, very socially important things. If you've ever been to China, you know it undergirds the whole idea of hospitality and politeness. Some of the tea sets used are up to 200 years old and they've been in permanent use. In fact, it's generally regarded that the teapot that they use that's nearly 200 years old is only held together because you continue to make tea in it. To stop making tea in it will mean that very quickly it dries out and crumbles away. It survives by being a teapot. Stop doing with it what it was meant for and it will disintegrate and if you want me to apply that I'm not going to do wake up how often have we heard it I received Christ as my Lord and Saviour in 1977 and I was filled in the spirit I remember distinctly in 1983 and it was wonderful I'm sure it was But the only proof of conversion is present convertedness. And the only proof of being filled with the Spirit is being full of the Spirit. Are we in a state of being filled? And finally, the fourth question. How will God respond if we ask to be being filled with the Holy Spirit? And Luke's Gospel gives us the answer. If you, bad, evil as you are, know how to give good things to your children, and looking around the congregation a bit like me, and grandchildren, how much more will your Heavenly Father give what? Give the best thing that Jesus can think of. Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. Contrast, the worst things, snakes and scorpions, the very best thing, the Holy Spirit of God. You see, there are some prayers and heart cries that God just loves to answer. And Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit, is one of those prayers. Because when we do ask God to fill us with his spirit, God answers, I will. I might have to have this and this and do this and just shape that and get rid of some of the clutter first. But I will. We we have two sorts of clutter. Some are the Sins we just walk into, usually repeatedly, and usually with our eyes wide open. Other clutter is what's happened to us, over which we had very little control, but those events and those memories dominate our lives sometimes like rocks in a bare room. But God can deal with both sorts of clutter. God wants to deal with both sorts of clutter, even today, if necessary. About our fears, God says, I will. Don't be afraid, because I take away fear. We've just heard sung from the choir some wonderful 16th century Christian words, for none can guess its grace till they become the place. What? Wherein the Holy Spirit makes his, her dwelling. Gender neutral in the Old Testament, by the way. At Cliff College, uh, the Methodist Bible College where I worked for 12 years, very happily we had an annual event each whitsuntide or pentecost if you like and thousands of people used to come from around the country to the cliff college weekend and a big banner was strewn Uh, at the top of the drive, that is quite a steep drive up to the start of the college buildings, and a big banner was spread across from the edge of one building to the edge of another, about 30, 40 feet. It was there year after year after year, and even when your superintendent, then the principal of the college, even suggested that we should have a new banner, I have never been so fast put down by so many people in my life. We want the old banner, but it's tatty. Yes, but it says what we want to say. Well, what? As you walked up to the college, the question on that weekend was, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then you walked into the into the college, and you went to the various seminars or the the, the the times of worship and the celebrations. And as you walked back down the hill at the end of the weekend, you saw that on the banner on the other side, as you left the college, it said, "Have you been filled with the Holy Spirit?" Question mark. It's a good question. Have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? for god removes the barriers to saying no and encourages each one of us to say yes amen, amen. so we remain seated and we